Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Really appreciate you joining me again today. I want to talk about the second uh, part of this message, uh, talking about the bond of peace. Yesterday, I started off with the uh, with the twenty third psalm, which is a great psalm, and I probably ought to read that for you. Real, I'll read it real quickly for you, uh, so that you can just get a context of what I've I've started sharing about. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of Thine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil; my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, folks, some people might have thought I read that fast. But I read it really fast at church. It went something like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want to make the light down green pasture. Leave me sight so water. Restore with my soul. Well, anyway, that's how that's how that went. But anyway, I want to get that out for you so you again you could hear the Lord's uh, this 23rd Psalm. It's a great psalm. Well, the comfort that Jesus brings is amazing, as I talked about yesterday. Our Heavenly Father be with us today as we share again. May the power of God overwhelm us and lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. You and I need to understand the importance of not neglecting your soul. There are a number of things that depart our souls. Draining people with always eat at your time and your energies. They're always depleting your soul. And probably all of us have a few of those in our lives that they demand our time and our energies. They can siphon off your strength and resources. Your busyness of schedule can weigh you down. I looked at a survey, and it said this. In the 70s, the average work week was 40.2 hours for people. By the time 2000 hit, the average workload per person averaged was 50.2 hours. In the 70s, it said the average leisure time in a week was 26.2 hours, but that dropped to only 19 hours by 2000. It's now almost 20 years later. How does that look? We work, we eat, we sleep, and we try to fit in family, time, and it's not easy. Folks, I believe that's one of the reasons why church attendance in the world has faltered the past number of years. Instead of taking time to restore our souls, we think we can bring greater joy by using those extra precious hours doing fun and enjoyable things. It's been a plague in America the last 10 years, and ever since, actually since 911, uh, people were very uh, deep into the things of the church and God because they were concerned about end times. But suddenly, we're at a new level. Suddenly, churches all over, attendance is decreasing. Instead of coming to church three to four times a month, people come maybe one to two times a month. The house of God doesn't mean nearly as much to people anymore. I can tell you this, I want to honor God. I want to honor God with my time, my energies, just like in tithing. When you tithe, God blesses and gives back to you. When you tithe your time, God blesses and gives you plenty of time. I know I've experienced it my whole life. Well, because without God, folks, there is no restoration of our souls. You see, we get it all backwards. One of the greatest things we are faced with in society is learning to say no. And I've got to admit, it's hard saying no to people. I struggle with that all the time, I get asked to do all sorts of things, and I have a hard time saying no. But we have to learn to say no in life, or we will take away the peace that God is trying to give us. 
What are some things that restore your soul? Well, sleep studies have shown the importance of sleep. 62% of people struggle with sleep problems. They only sleep one to two nights a week very well. 56% have at least one night a week with insomnia. 38% of people say, I woke up feeling unfreshed, unrefreshed. 34% of people say, I was awake a lot last night. 24% say, I woke up too early and couldn't go back to sleep. 23% say, I had a difficult time falling to sleep. In the survey, it's only 35% of people sleep the recommended eight hours a night. I can tell you honestly today that if I get over six hours a night, I feel refreshed. And I don't think I've slept eight hours in a given night for maybe three or four times in a year. I wish I could. We need physically restored along with spiritually restored. Our mothers, our grandmothers need rest. And sometimes I would do anything to make that happen. I showed in church, I wish I could show it you now, we have a... Uh, uh, comic strip writer who writes the comic strip Lola that goes to our church, Todd Clark. And I used one of his pictures uh, of a comic strip that I had the people show. It showed this uh, Lola trying to get the hammock from this, I don't know if it was her son or who, but uh, he was not giving it up. And she had a water gun and she just said, I'm, if you don't give this up, you're going to pay for it. Or something. It was really cute. It was to the point of, I'm going to do anything I can to get rest. And people, we need to get that physical rest. I asked my church when I was doing this message, I asked them uh, if they fit in these categories so people would raise their hand. And there's numbers of people that have struggled with sleep. And we need that rest. And we need that peace. Remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. We need that rest. We need that peace to have our souls restored. What are you doing to restore your soul? Are you spending time alone with God? Are you faithful to the house of God? Are you one of these that have fallen off the wagon from 2011 and now you just, church just doesn't mean that much to you? The body of Christ, which is the church, doesn't mean that much to you? Where are you at? Oh, pastor, it doesn't matter. My relationship's fine. I don't have to be in the house of God. Well, I don't, you know, Hebrews 11 tells us, uh, hey, don't forsake the assembly and gather together as some do. And I think it's very important to be in the house of God, worshiping with people, I believe. I'm not the judge of man. That's between you and God. We're all going to stand before him someday. And I don't know if he's going to look and look at our time and say, well, you sir didn't give me much of anything. You didn't give me time. You didn't give me energy. You didn't give me your income. You didn't give me anything. You just claimed me. You know, and he says, well, even, the, even Satan will claim to know Jesus. I mean, Satan even believes, excuse me, Satan even believes. Anybody can believe. But what does your life show? Does it show God? Do people know without a shadow of a doubt that God is first place? I hope so. I hope so. God wants us all to be dynamic for him. Remember the psalm says he leads us in a path of righteousness, a path of being holy, a path that is growing in him daily. And we are spiritually committed to have peace with God. He also tells us that we walk through the dark valleys in life. Folks, I got news for you. Things won't always get rosy. Things will now not always be easy. But he says, I will be with you. I will be your God and your GPS through life. But you need to recognize that and honor me first in, our, in your lives. 
He wants to be he wants to free you from the captivity of sin and of the lack of peace to give you hope and a future that you can rest in. You must receive God's peace. Remember the very first line that I said yesterday if you listened, the transcending peace of God. Do you feel the transcending peace of God in your life? Paul said in Colossians 3:15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called by peace, and be thankful. One of the great passages of Psalm 23 is the tail end of it. And I think that's why many people like you to share that at the gravesides, when you do gravesides. It says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of of the Lord forever. What a great promise. People of God, are you prepared to dwell in the house of the living God forever? What does your life look like? Have you ever just taken time to sit back, go to the mountain, get alone before God, go to a park, go somewhere and reflect on the things of God, to read his psalms, to hear his truth, to call upon his name. You know what? God wants us to get it. When you read a couple verses that I've just happened to be glancing at my Bible right now, it says in the 17th verse, the 51st chapter of Isaiah, wake, awake, rise up, Jerusalem, you know, you have drunk from the hand of the Lord, the cup of his wrath. You have drained its dregs, the goblet that makes people stagger. Among all the children she bore, there was none to guide her. Among all the children who reared, there was none to take her by the hand. These double calamities have come upon you. Who can comfort you? Not ruin, not destruction, not famine or sword. Who can console you in your life? People of God, I think you know that answer. God is in the restoration business. God wants to help you. This is what your sovereign Lord says. He says in verse 22, you're God who defends his people. See, I've taken out of your hand the cup that made you stagger. From that cup you goblet of wrath, you will never drink again. I will put into the hands of your tormentors who said to you, fall prostate, that we walk on you. And you made your back like the ground, like a street to be walked on. Awake, awake, O Zion, he says. Clothe yourselves with strength. People of God, that's what we have to do. We have to clothe ourselves with the strength of God. And you don't do that by ignoring the presence of God in your life. You don't do that by not getting into the Word. You don't do that by not being faithful to the house of God. You don't do that by not spending time communicating with your Heavenly Father. God wants to work in your life, but he wants people ready. He wants people there, people that say, I will call upon my God, my Lord and my God. I call upon you. I need your help. People of God, I need the help of God every day. I wouldn't make it a day without the hand of the living God. And I still struggle sometimes. I still make poor decisions sometimes. I still say the wrong thing sometimes. But you know what? My God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always till the very end of the age, and I believe it. I count on it, 
and I want to live by it every single day. Lord bless you. Live in his peace today. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.